You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler, producing the show. We can we can talk about the game schedule publicly, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, the Norfolk Tides game has been... I, I, see, this is one of those deals. I, I and when you talk about baseball games, the wording is very important, like delay and and postpone. It all means something different. And I've said the wrong one in the past, and then I've I've gotten a talking to. So it's been postponed, correct? Correct. It has been postponed. postponed. So it will not be played today. And it has has it been rescheduled yet? Probably not. It has not been rescheduled yet. Okay. So we're, we're, we're waiting on that. What we do know is it won't be played today. It was scheduled to be a 635 opening pitch. They are up in Scranton, uh, which is obviously being affected by the smoke and haze and fog coming down from the, the wildfires north of the border. So um, they did not play yesterday. They are postponed today. Choose your words carefully. And, and um, we'll see what the rest of the week holds. Um, but with the the air quality, the leagues and the teams are deciding that it is uh, not in their best interest to play. And it, I do believe it, it's going to become a bit of a logistical challenge just to get games picked up and replayed in, in a timely manner. But uh, you know, the, when when life throws you lemons, right? It's, it's you don't really have a choice uh, in this situation. You're seeing a lot of things. I mean, you're seeing the fog here. I mean. <laughs> I'm I'm not a geography whiz, but Scranton is significantly closer to Canada than than Hampton Roads. So so you know it's a very serious situation and even more serious up there. Uh, so that game is postponed. It will not be coming up, which will allow us to have the full run of the seven five seven at six. So we'll be here right up until seven o'clock with that, and and that likely means we will get to the NBA Finals earlier. Correct, seven thirty. All right, so then we'll have the NBA Finals. Uh, broadcast right here on ESP. Sorry, Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one, formerly known as ESPN Radio ninety four point one. Speaking of the tides, though, uh, there's there's an interesting thing happening with the the Orioles uh, farm system, which is obviously what the the tides are the AAA affiliate within the the Orioles system. I don't know if, if many of you follow the Cincinnati Reds, but Ellie De La Cruz was just called up from the Cincinnati AAA team up to the bigs. Uh, and with that, Ellie De La Cruz was the number one prospect in all of baseball. According to Baseball America, the number two prospect in all of baseball was Jackson Holiday, who is not quite on the tides yet, but he is a member of the Orioles farm system. Now, let me tell you a little bit of history here. Recent history includes... Two off-seasons ago, Adley Rushman was the number one prospect in all of baseball. He was a member of the Orioles farm system, and he was playing with the Norfolk Tides at the time. Last off-season, Gunnar Henderson was the number one prospect in all of baseball. He was playing for the Norfolk Tides at the time. 
this offseason now, Jackson Holiday is very young. He he was drafted straight out of high school. He is a, an extremely young prospect. You don't anticipate him being called up to uh, the Orioles anytime soon. He is currently the number two prospect in all of baseball, but the number one prospect in all of baseball was just called up to the bigs. So, ipso facto, right? I can deduce that Jackson Holiday is likely at the next time it is updated by Baseball America will be the number one prospect in all of baseball. Also, I can deduce that since he is likely not going to be called up to the bigs prior to this upcoming offseason, he has a fairly good chance at being the number one prospect in the entire uh, minor leagues next offseason. And there's also, it like depending on how he evaluates, he could be up in AAA by then, which would mean he'd be playing for the Tides, which means he would be playing right here in Hampton Roads. Correct. Like there, there's they are projecting that he will be in Norfolk by the end of the year. That would mark, I mean, just for the Orioles franchise, like top to bottom, not just their AAA. The Orioles would be the first team in the three plus decades of Baseball America rankings that one Major League Baseball system would have farm system would have the number one prospect in all of baseball for three consecutive off seasons. And that's not even saying like three different number one prospects. If you just had one guy who was the number one prospect at 19 years old and you didn't call him up until 23 and he remained the number one, that would have counted. This is three different prospects that are the number one prospect in all of baseball could be if Jackson Holiday holds on to the, the the spot and doesn't get called up in some weird, crazy, unpredictable situation in three straight years. And not only would they all be in the Orioles, they would all be, at the time they are the number one prospect, would be playing here in Hampton Roads. I mean, now, now, now you get to the point where the odds start playing in your favor. We talk about going to see the minor leagues because, you know, it's very cool to say, I saw that all-star before he had even made his big league debut. It's very like, you know, at one point in time, I I asked on this network, hey, tell us someone great that you saw before the rest of the world knew they were great. And the stories were awesome. It was one of my favorite, like, listener contributions that that we had because everybody had a story, right? You saw so-and-so on the playground. You saw this Hall of Famer in the minors. You saw, uh, you know, Allen Iverson playing Pop Warner football. Like, everyone had that story, and it stuck with you. And... The problem, or maybe not the problem, but one of the things with baseball is there's like a 40%, 30% chance that even like the number one prospect doesn't amount to a ton because baseball is so difficult to predict, right? You go look at the number one picks in, in Major League Baseball drafts year over year, there's a decent amount of guys that never even make it to the bigs, or if they do, it's for a cup of coffee, or if they do, it's it's as a role player. So... If you see a number one prospect in baseball, you're like, I really hope he pans out. If you see three of them, it's like one of them has to turn into a multiple-time all-star, right? If you just have been going to see the Tides for the last two years and you you plan on going a few times for the rest of this year, there's a good chance that you, you will have seen three of the top prospects to play baseball. And then your your batting average can be much worse, right? Like two of them could fail completely and you still have a great story with the third. And there's also the possibility that all three of them turn into great players. And then you have three great stories, which you could tell is one story if you'd like. Right? Imagine if those three guys end up being 
the the Orioles core that goes on to have a, a run. Again, is it definitely going to happen? No. But could it? Absolutely. What will, What is more likely to happen? They will ball out for the first six years of their career and then go to the Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, or one of the other teams with super deep pockets. But you'll still have seen them win, right? They can go, they can go win a, a World Series for any team, and you can be like, I saw them play in, in Norfolk. It's just pretty cool. So Jackson Holiday is kind of next on the list. And that's not, I mean, go now. Colton Kowser is a top 20 prospect in all of baseball. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, who was just sent down, is still super high pedigree, although he had a rough go of it up there with the Orioles this year. Uh, Jordan Westberg's a top 50 prospect in all of baseball. Uh, and all of these guys are kind of inching up the list as guys like Ellie Dela Cruz get called up by other teams. So these are all, you know, top 100 prospects, top 50 prospects in the game. So go ahead, check them out, pay attention, right? Get their jersey numbers so you know where you're looking and uh and enjoy a game. That being said, not tonight because A they're in Scranton and B the game's postponed due to the the smoke coming from the the Canadian wildfires, uh which is a very unfortunate situation, very serious situation, but part of the side effects. No baseball here on ESPN. On priority, I haven't done that in a long time. I'm doing it nonstop now. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, which is formerly known as ESPN Radio 94.1. Maybe I'm thinking of our Twitter handle. Follow us on Twitter, which is still at ESPN Radio 941. Follow me at Donnelly Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. There you go. We're going to take a break. When we come back, you're going to hear our conversation, my conversation from earlier today with the athletic director of Old Dominion. Dr. Woodseelig conversation coming up next. Stick around. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Connecting with us now on the phone lines just like he does every Wednesday. That is Dr. Woodseelig, ODU's athletic director. Uh, Dr. Seelig, thank you for taking the time. Um, since we last talked, we, we've we been uh, made privy to a few of the, the broadcast uh, schedules for, for college football. ODU nationally televised games a few times that we know of. Uh, how excited are you for the uh, the opportunity? You know, we talk about using games and, and performances as kind of infomercials. Uh, what does it mean for the program to get those national chances? Yeah, that was one of the main reasons we looked to leave Conference USA. And one of the main attractiveness, uh, attractive features of the Sunbelt Conference was their robust ESPN package. And we felt like with our non-conference schedule, teams that we're bringing into Old Dominion, like Wake Forest, that would have a lot of appeal, which obviously it's going to be either on ESPN2 or ESPNU uh, on, on Saturday, the 16th of September. So that's one example. And then we knew that with the league profile, there were going to be opportunities for conference games that were going to be picked up by ESPN partnership. So uh, we, we just felt like it was going to be good in the long run, and, and that's proving to be the case now, as, as you've seen some early announcements of some TV games that have been decided by ESPN. So so speaking of kind of the, the thought process and everything that went into the, the conference move, uh, going into the, the, the summertime last year, it felt like we were getting new pieces of news about uh, Sunbelt this or this team is doing that, that thing. It was all kind of uh, happening, gearing up for what eventually became your, your first year in the Sun Belt. Do you have uh, any any planned fireworks or surprises for us this summer? 
you know, qu- right now it's, it's quiet. You're hearing rumblings of, you know, is the Big Ten going to pick up anybody, mm-hmm. namely a UNC or a UVA? And I hate to, you know, speculate on other schools or other conferences. And then, but you also hear about, you know, the Big 12, are they going to be the aggressors? Are they going to go basketball with UConn and Gonzaga? Are they going to go out to the Pac-12 and look for the Oregon-Washington-Arizona-Arizona State combination? So I I think the chances are are very real, and I think it it very well could happen uh, over the summer that there could be some announcements made which could trigger some further dominoes. Uh, The one thing I, I feel pretty confident about is the Sunbelt Conference is a league that has 14 member institutions. We have 14 schools uh, who are in 10 contiguous states. So it's a really good geography, a very good footprint, and we're in really no hurry to add anyone, and I don't get a sense that anyone's in any hurry to try and leave. So I think we're a pretty stable conference, but we're also keeping our eyes open if there is a dramatic shift in the landscape of conference alignment. Might there be institutions uh, who kind of are maybe disenfranchised with, with their league maybe going, and they might be looking for more stability in the Sunbelt Conference footprint? So it, it, it could be a situation of opportunity that presents itself if another round of conference realignment takes place. Dr. Wood Seelig, ODU Athletic Director, joining us on the phone lines. Uh, do do people in your situation, obviously being an athletic director, you, you are at meetings and in conversations that we aren't, but it, it does feel like fans have have latched on to all the, the, the conference realignments as something that you know, your imagination can run away with you quickly. And, and I know I've been caught with, the, if this team goes here, this team goes here, then this goes here. We could have all this crazy stuff happening. Like, like when, when you talk with other athletic directors, does it pop up as often as, as it might seem that like it does in, in, from the outside? It does, because you're, you're always constantly asking, what are you hearing? Have you talked to anybody else from other conferences? You know, what, what have they shared with you? So... You know, we all just want to try and make sure that we don't get caught flat-footed or that we are, are aware of potential situations uh, and, and how to use that information to our greatest advantage. Uh, so, you know, but th- this game is, is being played well above us. It, it, you know, it's being played at the A5, the Autonomy 5, or what people refer to as Power 5. So, you know, it, it, you kind of have to wait for it to get to us and see if, if there's any impact at all uh, or if it does create some seismic shifts that we have to be very quick and responsive toward. And then and then, kind of shifting gears here, as, as we just heard a, a, a car speed by there. I know you're sitting in the car for the interview. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll shift gears here. Uh, Harry Minium, who, who uh, does a great job covering the program, wrote, wrote a story about the amount of hours spent in the community, community service projects, things of that nature, by ODU athletes, uh, which came up to over 5,000 hours, which uh, outdid the year before by 1,900 hours. 
how much does does the program have to do with that and how much is is the players uh, or the athletes doing it on their own and and what does that mean when you see the numbers rising like that yeah well first of all we ask so much of the local community we ask them to give yeah their gift dollars we 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 look for philanthropic support we ask them to buy season tickets single game tickets we ask them to be corporate sponsors so we ask a whole lot of the Hampton Roads community to support ODU athletics. So our feeling is if if we're not willing to give back to the community that gives so generously to support ODU athletics, then then we're missing the mark. So uh, and the best way for us to give back is to involve our student athletes in volunteer hours. And they volunteer in feeding the homeless. They volunteer in reading and mentoring uh, you know, elementary school kids. Uh, they they do you know all kinds of initiatives throughout the community, uh, so we we're very proud that we had 5,200 and some hours of volunteer uh, give back by our 475 student athletes. 91 percent of our student athletes participated at least once in some volunteer activity. It also I think helps to educate these young men and women the importance of volunteering throughout their life and getting involved with their local community and different causes. So we're proud of that fact. We were ranked, believe it or not, they keep a statistic for this nationally. ODU athletes were ranked number nine in the country in overall volunteer hours for this past 22-23 year. So to finish ranked number nine nationally for volunteerism really is, is a great sense of pride for our university and for our athletic department. They, they rank everything, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're involved <laughs> in sports, they, they, they keep score on everything pretty much. That's that's uh, that's a new one. I hadn't heard that one yet, but uh, it's it's obviously an accomplishment. Uh, final question here before we let you go, Doctor Seelig, and, and everybody just tuning in. This is Doctor Wood Seelig, ODU's athletic director, connecting with us here on the phone lines on ninety four point one. Uh, I saw that ODU women's soccer announced the addition of a a recruit from Scotland. Uh, I, now I understand kind of going out of your region, maybe you know having to to travel a little bit to recruit. But how does how does Scotland get added to your recruiting radar? Well, our head coach is Scottish and is from Scotland. So, and and she, uh, before we hired her, was one of the national coaches in Scotland. So she has great ties internationally, uh, not just in Scotland, but, you know, throughout Europe. So, uh, and if you look at the composition of the ODU women's soccer roster, you'll see a lot of international flair to the overall composition of our women's soccer team. So uh, that one was one that, that, well, yeah, it might have you know raised an eyebrow or two, like, oh, wow, that, that's neat. They're going across the pond. Uh, that was maybe one that was in Angie Hines' backyard and back pocket for quite some time. There you go. Pretty, uh, pretty logical reason. That makes a lot of sense. Make it a pipeline. Scotland to, yep. to the 757. Make it happen. <laughs> Easy trip. Easy trip. Uh, uh, Dr. Seal, we appreciate you for taking the time as always, and, uh, and we look forward to checking back in next week. Oh, you bet, Tim. Have a great week. Good catching up. All over Hampton Roads. For the best in local high school and college sports talk, it's the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.
757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. This is how it's going to go down. If there's any other sneaky celebrities from the 757, you got to let me know now. Yesterday, we talked about Wayne Newton from Norfolk. Had no clue. Learned that while watching hockey. Then a texter just tosses casually into the text line, Bob Saget too? Mr. America's Funniest Home Videos, Mr. Full House slash stand-up comedian, very different different uh, style of comedy. Weebland D. Blue. That's right. The origin of the Weebland D. Blue. I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's too long to get there, but the origin of the Weebland D. Blue. From... He's from the Tidewater. So any if there's any other, like, don't text in and say, Michael Vick, right? Like, like if there's any other sneaky celebrities, 757-687-9494. I feel like I'm re-getting to know the area that I've lived in for a while now. Wayne Newton, Bob Saget? Come on now. Who would have guessed? Those two. You could have given me a million guesses. I wouldn't come up with those two. Seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. That's the text line. If you have anyone else, uh, I do want to talk quickly here about something we heard from Doctor Wood Seelig in that conversation prior to the break. First of all, I do like the confirmation that athletic directors are constantly kind of talking and thinking about conference realignment because sometimes I do. Uh, it, I get the feeling like we're making it a thing where it's it's like okay, the constant the ACC could do this, the Big Twelve is thinking UConn and Gonzaga. And I'm, I'm going like, is this all just just window dressing? It's all movement, but but no real action. Athletic directors seem to be paying attention as much as we do, which means that there's reason to be paying attention. I also love, love that he kind of indicated that the Sun Belt is looking for homeless Power Five teams. I think the term he used was disenfranchised by their conference, because I do think kind of the next step in this power-hungry move by the the big, bad, bully conferences is they may start chopping the dead weight to put it as cold and callous as I possibly could. Because think about what the SEC is doing. The SEC is bringing in Texas and Oklahoma, and they they just recently announced that they're not going to play any more conference games. They're going to play eight conference games when everyone kind of assumed once Texas and Oklahoma joined the conference, they would grow to nine. That tells me they want the teams that bring the money, right? They want the teams that bring the eyeballs, but they don't want to have to play more conference games. So there's one way to do that, right? To bring in the big teams, the big names, the, the brands, and then chop off equally as many teams from the bottom if they can see fit, if they can make it, you know, within their their bylaws. So what does that mean? That means if the ACC wants to add a couple teams, maybe a team like, I don't know, Syracuse or Boston College or Wake Forest. I mean, I'm not going to be mean to them, but there's a couple that may end up looking for a home, and I love the Sun Belt for sneaking into that spot. Just be sitting there with welcome arms like they don't want you. Come on home. We want you. Right? If the the SEC is like, hey, we brought in Texas and Oklahoma. We don't want to have to schedule around 16 teams. We just want the 14 teams. Vanderbilt, you're gone. Hey, Vandy, bring it on in. Bring it in for the real thing. 
what you just get you just get kicked around in the SEC. Come be one of us. Suddenly you're a baseball powerhouse uh, in in the Sun Belt because Vandy would be easily the best group of five baseball team. Uh, they could still be the best baseball program. Period. Let alone group of five. My point is, even if you are not like I don't think. Uh, and by the way, if he has some secret plan to like do something crazy with ODU, I doubt he would be like, well, since you asked and just draw it all out for us. But I do get the vibe that ODU is actually not looking to to move and shake and go anywhere. You still have to pay attention for ways that you can help your your conference in the meantime, right? Whether that's being uh, attractive here, right? Whether that that means, um, like like I said, looking for those homeless power fives. There's there's a lot of different ways to uh, to stay in the mix, even if you're not looking to go anywhere. All right, I, d- I did ask you. Uh, I did ask you for sneaky celebrities from the seven five seven. Mark Ruffalo is from the seven five seven. So he wasn't born here. He did. He did go to Princess Anne, and in his teen years, it. yeah. So he's from this. He spent his teen years in Virginia. Beach. So like he understands bridge traffic and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, he if, understands. To me, if you like, there are certain references. If you get like, I'm counting Mark Ruffalo, Ella Fitzgerald. She was born in Newport News, yes. I didn't know that either. I think I just assumed like New York City, like Harlem or something. Bruce Hornsby from from Williamsburg? I'm distantly related to Bruce Hornsby. My my wife is like a distant cousin of Hornsby. Like so you're mar- you're through marriage. Correct. So he's like a So he's family. A, he's family, yeah. You can call in a favor if you oh, want. Oh yeah. Clarence Clemens, who's apparently in the Bruce Springsteen E Street band. Is that a celebrity? The E Street Band as a whole, if they move as a unit, I'd say they're a celebrity. Bruce Springsteen, obvious celebrity. A single E Street Band member? Stevie Ray Vaughan, maybe. All right, those are good. Uh, Jamie Elliott played with the Patriots, and he's a blue hen. I didn't realize that. I think he's the one who I had his, uh, I got his, his Super Bowl ring stuck on my finger. I couldn't get it off, and I panicked. I almost ripped my finger off because I didn't know him that well. I think that's him. Defensive back or receiver, he was a small guy, special teamer. Uh, that's going to do it for me on the 757 at 6. Robbie's going to take over the show, and he is going to round things out with Robbie's roundout coming up next. Again, one more reminder, uh, Tides Baseball postponed due to the the air quality. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to make that up soon, but it's postponed for tonight. Uh, Robbie's roundout coming up next. Enjoy. The clock is running out on the 757 at 6. That means it's time for Robbie's Roundup. Or wait a minute. It's Robbie's Roundabout or Robbie's Roundout. Whatever he's calling it today, here's Robbie Vogler on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. My name is Robbie Vogler. And this is Robbie's Roundout, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hope you are doing well. Happy Wednesday. Like Tim just mentioned just a couple of moments ago, no Norfolk Tides game tonight. Obviously, they would be on the air right now if there was air quality control up in the northeast region of the uh, of the country is providing some problems. The uh, the Quebec wildfires up there in Canada. 
we are wishing nothing but the the best and I guess the, the safe just T's and P's as, as Pat McAfee would say T's and P's going up to everybody up there affected by the wildfires and everybody that's obviously affected by the smoke if you can try to stay inside don't go out don't go running in this thing it's not safe um, and hopefully it passes by over the next couple of days I want to talk about um, Lionel Messi a little bit and kind of, and it does, it's not really a local 757 story, but we do have local soccer teams that are semi professional right here in the area. And I think overall, when you talk about a big star like Lionel Messi coming to, to America, or coming, sorry, coming to the United States to play in Major League Soccer, just the impact that that has. And we've gotten a lot of text today on the Dreamlawns text line, 757-687-9494. And you can continue to text in your thoughts about Lionel Messi coming to the States to play for Inter-Miami. You cannot like the game of soccer. You can despise the game of soccer. But you can't tell me that this is not going to have a huge impact on the sport of soccer here in America. And I guess it kind of it kind of ties in locally when the Premier League did their their big contracts with with NBC and Peacock and things of that nature one of the top I think they were second almost every single week the second ranked area of of watching soccer of watching English Premier League soccer in America, the, the the number two market that that watched the most and had the highest ratings was Norfolk, Virginia. So that means we have a lot of soccer fans in the area. Now we have semi-pro teams that play at the Sportsplex. We've talked about them before. Obviously, Old Dominion has a great men's and women's uh, soccer team. But when you talk about a, a generational talent, one of the greatest soccer players of all time, and Lionel Messi coming here to the States, it changes the game not only for Inter Miami, which obviously, you know, in, in the city of Miami itself, it, it changes the way that we watch the sport. It changes the way that we, we watch the, the sport on social media, on Apple TV. And I can't wait. I'll tell you this. I know Ted Lasso, and I'm not going to give any spoilers. I know they just finished up their their season or their series. But I I cannot wait. If Messi gets some of the the little dough from Apple Plus, there needs to be Apple. There needs to be Messi and Ted Lasso commercials. I'm just putting that out there because I think it needs to happen. That's that's all I'm saying. It will it, who knows? But I think it would be fantastic. Anyway, I think it has such a big impact on the sport of soccer because just like Tim talked about yesterday and earlier this week, Rose Zhang, the, the Stanford women's golfer who won her first ever professional tournament and her first ever professional start, Two weeks, less than two weeks after winning a national championship, one a big name, big megastar in the golf world, she is going to be. 
and that impacts women's golf for the next two, three decades. And I believe that this is going to have a a big impact on the way that soccer is viewed here in America. And again, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. I'm not trying to convince you that it is going that you're going to enjoy the game of soccer more. But I do believe it's going to get more eyes on the product that is a, a decent product. I haven't followed the Major League Soccer. I, I followed it a couple of years ago. And or it was last season where I followed it probably more than I ever had before. And a lot of the reasons why I did, because you know, betting obviously has a lot to do with that. I enjoy, you know, wagering on 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 soccer. And I think that's a fun way to kind of enjoy sports is you put a little money on that and you're invested immediately into that sport. I watch a lot of European soccer. I watch a lot of international soccer. I watch a lot of women's soccer. And the growth of the sport over the last, I'd say, four or five years, especially here in the States, has been tremendous. And this is only going to help that. And again, I wasn't around when 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 Pele came to the Cosmos up in New York. I was not around. Obviously, I was not even a, a figment of a of a thought. But I think, and we had a texter text in earlier that this is going to be even bigger because of social media, and we we've learned that just in the last less than twenty four hours since the the rumors started of that Messi was going to be joining Inter Miami, their Instagram following went up by almost 2 million people. And that's just within the first 24 hours. You talk about impact, that is impactful. And you may think if you are an older person that doesn't really get into social media, oh, well, that doesn't matter. I'm still not going to watch it. That may be true for you. But a lot of these sports, we saw it in baseball. We saw we're going to see it in soccer. It's all about that kind of that quick clip that you can that TikTok thirty seconds that you can attract somebody that is going to impact your sport long term, and that is going to continue to happen as we go through sports and as we start to talk about okay, well, this sport means more. Because it can attract to a younger audience. I'm not saying that the demographic, they're trying to reach obviously an older dem. I think Messi goes far and beyond the younger athlete. I think it goes farther and beyond the older athlete, the, the older consumer. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun whether you have, I mean, to get the entire MLS every single game. $7. Apple Plus costs $7. And with that $7, you get to see one of the greatest players to ever play the game of soccer. And Lionel Messi. It is special. And I don't care if you are a Ronaldo lover and you hate Messi. You can, you can hate a guy. You have to respect him. He is one of the greatest to ever play the game. And I think that's good for the sport of soccer. I think that's good for semi-professional teams, especially right here in Hampton Roads, collegiate teams. I think it's going to grow the game because you're going to watch it and be like, man, is this what I've been missing out on? Maybe. Maybe not. I know I feel that way. 
I know when I first started when I first started consuming soccer in, in a large scale, I was like, I'm never going to love this game. I love the game of soccer now more than I ever thought I ever would. And that is because it's important. I think Messi is going to build off that. That's going to wrap things up for the 757 at 6. Thank you so much to everybody who texted in all day long for the Tim Donnelly Show and, of course, the 757 at 6. We love you. We appreciate you. We could not do this without you. And I hope that comes across on the air. Whether you love us, whether you hate us, if you listen, we love you regardless. Thank you so much for, for listening every single day. Tomorrow, we'll be back here. Will we have a Tides game? Only time will tell. Stay safe out there. Be good. NBA Finals, Game 3 coming up at 7.30 right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. For Tim Donnelly, I'm Robbie Vogler saying so long. Have a great night. We'll talk to you later. See ya!